Wake up on Metro FM. Good morning. Let's get into personal mastery. We do this every single Tuesdays, just after 8.30, and we're joined by Dr. Tepisoma Denji, psychologist, personal change catalyst. She's a life coach as well. And uh, personal mastery is a journey. So uh, today we're talking about compassion fatigue. Mm. So if you don't know the concept, if you don't know what it is, it's fine. It doesn't mean that you are excluded from the conversation because this is an opportunity to get a sense of a, a concept you're not familiar with, but also connect with it because I'm sure we're speaking about it because a lot of people will connect. Mm. So if you connect with today's topic, feel free to send us your voice notes, 071-585-6157. Compassion fatigue. Mm. Is that, you know, I feel like it's having that wet shoulder all the time. You know, yeah. when all mm. the girls are crying on your shoulder all the time. And I'm just tired of all of that. Mm. Oh, oh, these I stains see. on my shirt. Yes, mm. it's the girls that your friends are breaking hearts of. Uh-huh. And then they come to you. Uh-huh. You know, oh, and your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're talking now about? Now I'm fatigued about it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's welcome Dr. Matenji. Good morning, Doc. <laughs> I'm sorry, Owen. I apologize for introducing topics that put you on the spot. Good morning, friends. Good morning. Good morning, Doc. <laughs> yeah, no, we had to bring it back in, Doc. I mean, compassion fatigue, what is that? And wh- why is it something that connects with us? Um, I, wanna, I wanted to talk about it because it's, it's Easter, it's April, and what people tend to do is that they gravitate towards families. Most of us, will go to the graveyard to clean Abidja. Mm. We talk about the people that we've lost 2020 and 2019 and 2021. We're very extreme cases where most people were exposed to trauma. They were exposed to bereavement because of losses of loved ones and colleagues and friends. Uh, but also people lost employment and there's a lot of stress in terms of mental health care. We know that a lot of people are struggling with mental health issues. And I wanted to speak about it, particularly because as people who care for each other, we tend to want to be there to support, to listen when somebody is suicidal, to provide counseling, to provide support, whether in terms of physically providing material resources or just being a listening ear, whether because somebody is going through a breakup or because of they are grieving the loss of a loved one or that there's bullying at work or there's stressful work environment. We all engage in, in experiences and interactions with other people where we have to show compassion and we have to care for people and we don't just listen. We also are moved to step in and provide some kind of assistance in terms of physically doing certain things. But the reason I bring it up is that I want mm. that we go for therapy. We go for messages every mm. second week on a Thursday from 4 to 5 okay. without fail. And when you are that person who is constantly listening, providing support, caring, counseling, doing what needs to get done to help the colleague at work who's having a breakdown because she's going through a divorce, or that friend of yours who's drinking a lot and it's coming from Fridays with you because of at home there's just violence, there's just absolute acrimony. So he comes to you as more and more and to just be stressed. You actually underestimate the extent to which you absorb all of that energy. And as the professionals, we have a safe space where we go to decompress, to go and invent, to go and release our stresses. But as individuals and lay people, you take it for granted that you can absorb and absorb and absorb, and you're not going to get saturated and get fatigued. So I'm actually talking to you, that caring, loving person, that understand that there is something that is called compassion fatigue. And you can recognize it in terms of physical, emotional, and psychological impact of helping other people. It actually starts affecting you. You feel down. 
you realize that you start actually analyzing what other people are going through. It mm. makes you evaluate where you are, and you start feeling the effects of what everybody else is going through, their stresses, how it's having on you. But the thing is, you know how to move into helping other people. And most people who help us and care of and nurture us, they actually do not become vulnerable and weak with other people. So there's no reciprocity in terms of them receiving help and counseling. So they tend to absorb and they don't have any way to offload. Sure. And I want you to recognize that it can but also you need to recognize the impact it's having on you in terms of your emotional, right. physical and mental health. It's an important conversation, Doc, because in these uh, very, very murky times, whether it's uh, pandemics or natural disasters, so many people are in distress. So compassion fatigue is what we're talking about today. Being there for someone and being that person who's always there for someone, um, always listening to people's problems and, and just being that shoulder. Are you that person? And how are you dealing with other people's problems? You know, how do you filter that stuff? Dr. Matenji just said that she goes for debriefs um, every week. So if you are that person who's maybe not a professional in terms of, you know, a a therapist or psychologist or anything like that, but just a person who's just the go-to when people have problems, we want to talk to you because we want to know how you deal and how you handle listening to other people's problems. Does it weigh you down when you get to work and you know that the office today is full of problems? Do you even change the direction and say, no, I'm not going to walk through that door because I know from person A I'm going to start listening to people's problems. Mm. Give us a call, 089-110-3377, or send us your voice notes, 071-585-6157. Dr. Matenchi is on Personal Mastery. Will you be playing Powerball for this Tuesday? 71 million rand estimated jackpot. Well, don't miss out. Get your Powerball tickets and play for your very own multi-million endless possibilities. Buy your tickets now in store or at nationallottery.co.za on the mobile app, cell phone banking, or simply dial star 120 star 7529 hash. Maripanda push a play. Players must be 18 years and older. Play responsibly. Ituba is a proud operator of the National Lottery. Today on Personal Mastery, we're talking about compassion fatigue. Are you that person who's always there for others and their problems? Dr. Matenchi joins us on the line, and uh, we've got a couple of calls coming in as well. Doc, funny enough, uh, when we you know, saw that we're having this conversation, and I, I thought to myself, compassion fatigue. Uh, obviously, did a lot of research, and just hearing you speak now, um, I definitely am one who deals with people's problems because I want to. And it's such a strange thing to explain, Mm -hmm. uh, but I enjoy Mm -hmm. dealing with people's problems. I Mm -hmm. enjoy being uh, a solution to something that wasn't there. But that's the thing, Doc. I don't know when um, the feeling of am I immune to something like this? Am I numb to something like this? Or can I prevent being a person who is compassionate uh, or has compassion fatigue? You, I don't think anyone is immune to it. If you think about how how fulfilled you feel when you have helped somebody in there. Mm-hmm. So there's actually some kind of reward system that you are experiencing in terms of being able to be there to help somebody. Mm-hmm. But the point is, if you are constantly withdrawing and sort of feeling what other people's cups as they are depleted, and no one is feeling into your cup, you are going to get depleted. You are going to get exhausted. You're going to find that when you're about to give me a call or when you see me calling me, ah, it's not again. Like, ah, you know, I'll talk to her later on. Mm. 
Mm. So you are postponing those moments where you're going to speak to me because you know I'm just going to drain you. You find that maybe you are struggling to sleep. You're actually maybe spending time thinking about all the different problems that Owen and Mo um, uh, have been telling you, and you find that you are restless. You are anxious. You get worried about things. You get easily triggered. You have mood swings. Sometimes you lose your appetite or you realize that you're struggling to decompress, and as a result, you are resorting to painkillers or to alcohol because that way you can then calm yourself down and unwind. But what I'd also recognize is that you keep vacillating between extreme emotions where you are enjoying talking to me and doing things for people. And then you are down because you're feeling tired and you're feeling drained. Mm. And then you don't actually understand why you are not as productive as you used to be. So if you are in a space where, like like, like Mr. Lid, you are acknowledging the fact that you enjoy helping people and people tend to gravitate or you seem to gravitate towards people and you're helping, recognize that if you enjoy that and it's a habitual thing that you're having with you, in interpersonal relations. You also need to be able to decompress. It is okay for you to say, you know, Mm. I need to take care of me. It is okay to recognize that the self-care is important because you are not going to be able to care for other people from a place of depletion. So you need to be able to concentrate on filling up your cup. Secondly, you need to be able to establish those types of boundaries that actually communicate to people the need for reciprocity. Mm. Uh, that is interesting because people mm. who are helpers, who are born natural caregivers, they feel guilty when they have to speak about their own issues and the fact that they cannot yep. be there for somebody. Yep. You actually beat yourself up. Mm. But part of establishing boundaries and exercising self-care is you recognizing that people I'm not able to help you right now. I don't have the money. I actually am stressed at work. I'm going through problems and not actually able to listen. And mm-hmm. sometimes you need to share the details of your limitations in terms of capacity. It's just an issue of, yes, going offline, just sending a text to say I'm no longer available sure. because where I am, there's no network connection. You know, that might be helpful. But also it's in terms of allowing yourself the distance to, be, to recalibrate, to regroup, to refuel, sure. replenish before you come back again to helping and serving the rest of the world. Mm. Thank you, Doc. We've got some calls coming in. We'll go to Rustenburg because Daniel is on the line um, and uh, we've also got another one from Bulukwan and I just want to say that I've had moments Doc where I also say you know what I don't feel like dealing with people's problems today yeah. and you know yeah. I don't want I don't want to feel guilty about it but I just thought I'd throw that in there let's go to Daniel quickly out in Rustenburg Daniel good morning morning Metro are you how are you Daniel I am blessed this morning beautiful we're blessed to have a call from you what do you want to say to Dr. Matenji Yes, I just want to agree with Doc because I myself uh, have been a person who's got a counseling background mm-hmm. and also uh, I've, I help a lot of people. Uh, so one thing I have found that you need to have a way also where you can be able to be vulnerable to someone so that you can be able to heal. Because, you know, dealing with pro- people's problems, it also affects you because you're a human being. Sometimes you need to have that compassion identify with people getting to their shoes but also it is a way of wrapping up for you but you must have a plan of going to other person to help you that's why in our language it's something like that yes, yes. so you need to be able to have other person who, mm. to be able to help you and also I will, if you feel like you've got a calling to help other people rather go maybe for a course that will assist you mm. to be able to to do that job better Mm. Because really, indeed, you can take on overload. I've seen someone who yeah. did this, and at the end, they ended up being depressed. Upper depression, they made so much foolish decisions. But I knew that is because they're not in the right state of mind and sure. way started for. So right. that's why I will advise people to go and also study, maybe 
to equip themselves. Mm. Because really, indeed, we need more people who are counselors because life in nature is difficult. Life yep. is hard. So we need people who can be able to assist us to make sure we maneuver life. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, thanks for that call. We'll, we'll get Dr. Response shortly. Let's go to Itumeleng in uh, Polokwane as well. Itumeleng, good morning. Morning, how are you? Very well, thank you. What do you want to say this morning? Yeah, thanks. Um, I am also one of the people who, like all my friends, when they have problems, they call me. Mm. They, they, they all talk to me. They feel comfortable with mm. me. Mm. And the problem with me is that I don't I don't tell them. I mean, I'll tell them, like, not into detail. Mm. Almost so like in passing. I, I end up um, hurting myself at some point because mm. I bottle things up. And recently I lost my mother, which is something that I'm mm. unable to deal with. Mm. It's, it's very yeah. difficult. Mm. So, yeah, it's, counseling does help. I, I had sessions last year, but I stopped when I lost my mom because I feel like there's just nothing. That will me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for, for your story. Doc, she's still on the line. What do you want to say to her? I, I appreciate you sharing the story, especially because of the, the, the place of vulnerability that you're talking about. Sometimes it's a cognitive thing and awareness in terms of being there for you. And the fact that if you are going to open up and be vulnerable, then it might shift the dynamic of your relationship. It might shift the complexity and maybe even the power relations. So it becomes safer for you to go and seek professional help. But the point is, when you recognize you are depleted, you are no longer in a capacity to emotionally and physically draw on them or listen to their problems. That is the point of recognition for you, because you need to be able to go for counseling. My point is, you need to do that habitually. It can just be, now that I've lost my mom or I'm going through a personal crisis, I need to go for debriefing. If you habitually have the habit of being there to counsel people, understand it must also be habitual for you to go and get counseling to debrief. And the counseling doesn't just focus on you talking about problems that you are having personally. It is also an opportunity for you to off, you know, offload in terms of whatever else is somebody gives you mm. perspective or you're getting an opportunity to exercise mm. and vent and, and you know, to do other things that allow you to relax and decompress whether it is yoga or it is hiking. Sure. But it's also an issue of you just having a place to, uh, to let off steam. Don't just think of it as, I don't have problems, I don't have to go for counseling. You have to be intentional about getting the help mm. because otherwise, cumulatively, you get that stress and then it manifests as some petty fatigue. Sure. And that's just yeah. Yeah. Itumeleng, thank you so much for that call and we wish you all the best, okay? And sorry about your mom as well. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Doc, a very uh, fruitful conversation, I must say. And uh, I love the fact that we always ignite such conversations to go on beyond the show. So we appreciate your time and thank you for always doing this. Absolutely. You guys have a beautiful week. Take care. You, you too, too, Dr. Matent. She's on Twitter, by the way, at T Wake up on Metro FM. Good morning.